Hey! Hey! Hey, Johnny Mac, you're here slightly before me. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I was just, I was just so, so uh, afraid of missing it. Oh, oh, me, me too. I was so afraid. I was over in the other room watching TV and being like, I got to get over to the computer, the computer all the way over there. In my, are you watching anything cool right now? Was I watching anything cool? No, I was watching YouTube. Okay, yeah, that's pretty not cool. Uh, I'm watching old reruns of uh, uh, Quantum Leap. Oh yeah, I've seen episodes of that. It's a lot less uh, sci-fi than I thought it would be. So I'm liking yeah, I think it. I, I think it's a the sci-fi is an excuse to drop yeah. a main character into a drama <laughs> setting each week. Yes, different uh, lady of the week, different um, weird excuse. Season one starts out very um, like normal, like oh look, he's a he's a fighter pilot. Oh, he's a boxer. Oh, these are fun little job things he can do. Season two is like okay, here's what we got: blind guy, black guy, lady, mom, Down yeah. syndrome person. You're like okay, wow, yeah. <laughs> you're taking some big swings here. Yeah, he's a chimpanzee in an episode. Oh no! Wow. I haven't gotten to that one yet. Spoiler alert. No, it's fine. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's decades old. You're right. I think... I know... I think you're getting to the end of the show when there's an evil leaper also coming after him. Yes, I've heard about that. Uh, yeah. Ars Technica had some article like, oh yeah, when we thought about the evil leapers with the Kennedy assassination, like, no, no, I gotta stop watching. I gotta stop listening. Oh. I, I mean, think, before yeah, they spoiled they... it. Yeah, he goes to the Kennedy assassination, I think. It's pretty, uh, I, it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, if you think it, how could it be more sci-fi-y, you think, though? <laughs> With the premise yeah. it has. I guess I thought it would be more, maybe like, almost like a Stargate-type thing. It was like a hub, and like, we have to go to this time to, like, they're deliberately jumping through time, not mm. just like... Because, like, season one, they're like, we don't know why this is happening. And season two, they're like, we think it's God who's, like, who's like choosing where you go and why. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's completely – there's, yeah, there's no, like, explanation as to why. Because, the, because like, what is he doing? He's looking into – like, God, I don't know the guy in his name, but he's looking into Ziggy, right? And he's like, yeah. the reason – the reason that you're here? But, you know, as anyone who – you know, passingly familiar with philosophy, there's absolutely no reason for anything to be happening right. at all. There's just this, there's just this un, like, nobody questions it. There's just, there's clearly like a better way for things to have happened, like some yeah. objective better way. And it's your job to make things better. <laughs> like, yeah. But it's yeah. so, so subjective. And then it doesn't, doesn't really change time that much each time. Cause it's like, I mean, he still invented the leap machine and is still leaping through time. Right. There's only one episode that has mattered so far. So, like, season two, episode one starts basically with um, Al, the guy who's, like, still yeah, yeah, in the... Ziggy. Yeah, the hologram. Yeah, he's the Ziggy guy. Yeah. Um, basically, he's, like, on, like... He's, like, I guess he's in the military because he's wearing, like, almost, like, a Navy suit and he's, like, in, like, a courtroom. And they're being, like, mm -hmm. we're going to pull your funding unless you can prove that your project is worth anything. And then because of that episode, the main like uh, prosecutor guy becomes like the lady that he saved. And so they get funded still. 
but oh. but of course of course uh like it happens like mid trial like al still remembers the trial with the guy <laughs> it's not like it was always her like somehow yeah it's, it's so crazy yeah i think the i think there's a, a there's a quote by the creator of it too and he was like he had it was it was because he was watching like a lot of sci-fi and he was like well what other idea what other kind of stories can we tell mm. within sci-fi or something like that and then he came up with quantum leap interesting what i should I do know. like what i yeah. would have been enjoying doing and I'm, so i was also i haven't finished it yet either but i'm also infrequently watching all of columbo and uh mm, yeah whenever i watch like an old show like columbo or before that it was the prisoner it's really fun mm-hmm. to to find like a podcast of like people who did like an episode by episode like breakdown so i should probably find one for quantum because i don't know it, it yeah. makes the whole experience a little it was longer but it's more fun yeah you learn stuff i've i've seen yeah. um a, a bit of columbo too and uh and start star trek is a show that i've the original oh, yeah. Star Trek is a show that I've watched with the like podcast kind of commentary along with it. Um, yeah. But I haven't done that with any other I, show. I did that for next or first day for TOS as well. What was that one called? The, uh, the, the podcast? I don't, know, I don't remember. Yeah, the podcast the one for I, TOS. I, I'm, it's on Nerdist. The one, I, the one I listened to was like sort of funded or directed by Gene Roddenberry's son, who was oh, involved was in like, the production one. capacity. Oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. It, yeah. So they had kind of a little bit of, they could open up whatever, the vault and stuff, <laughs> they would say. Um, but yeah, that was interesting. Because yeah, it makes them more memorable. Because some episodes I know I saw once, but I like remember really well. And it's like, because I listened to a podcast yeah. also. And they, they break it all down and stuff. Yeah. Now, when I... I don't go back and watch episodes usually for most of these. Like if it's a show I've watched before, I was like, I'll listen to it. I'll remember good enough. <laughs> and it's usually pretty. It's a fun, like nostalgia trip. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've, I didn't watch like the original series as a kid or anything. Uh, yeah. Um, now, did, you, did have you, you, have you, what? Oh, go ahead. I think, did you watch it like an, an additional time when you started listening to the podcast? Uh, no, no. I think that was the only time I, okay. I've watched it. I watch. I was like, yeah. I was listening to this, this to gotcha. that. I was trying to watch it all. I didn't. I didn't actually get through the whole original series. I'm somewhere in season two. Okay. That takes away my nerd cred, I think. But that's where I've never finished Next Gen. I should do that. Yeah. How are you in the the animated series? The animated series. The it's so good. I mean, the animation's abysmal, but the writing is yeah. like it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's surprisingly how good the animated series is. It's like, it's, it's like you're like, this has got to be like Scooby-Doo level based on the animation, but it's really pretty <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, there's this one episode, I, I think, I don't know if I like full-on cried, but I definitely like shed a tear. Oh, what even happened in it? I just remember Spock was involved, and like he had like a pet that died or something. It's just like, hmm. it was... It was it basically uh, is the episode where they... Re- um, remember that giant talking arch from the live-action series? Um, I, it's called City on the, the Edge Gate? of Time, I think. Yeah, City, City on the Edge of Forever. Yeah, for Stargate. Yeah, for Forever, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. The Gate's back. It's an animated episode with The Gate. Whatever, whatever they do in that episode, this one. it's just real yeah. sad. It's good, uh, though. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. some of them are just unused scripts and stuff, so that's what makes it pretty oh, good. Oh, yeah, probably. 
Um, Normally, magic... I mean, I don't, I don't know that they really take advantage of this, but uh, most animated things are great because they're like, we can finally do things we didn't have a budget for when we were yeah. live action because we can just draw it. Yeah, because I feel like I feel like definitely in the production, certainly some of those Star Trek episodes, like they had to tone things down because they were just like, well, what can we do? And I, mean, I guess you... one of those things is, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, if you take a random that, screenshot ah, they... of... <laughs> oh, go ahead. <laughs> uh, if you took a random screenshot of a moment of a Star Trek TOS episode, there's like a real good chance you would not know it was a sci-fi show. It's like, oh, it's an old Western. It's just like these random backlogs oh, we yeah. just had on hand. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching one the other day and I was like, oh, it's, it's like they were just standing around in the desert for a while. I'm like, oh, it's like, uh, this doesn't feel like a Star Trek episode at the moment. <laughs> Maybe I'll watch yeah. something else yeah <laughs> they're yeah because they got to deal with gangsters so, and stuff tos is very low budget um oh yeah which is great because charm, they the the logic for the making the show is that they would save money because you know they don't have to change they have the same sets all the time and the same actors oh, yeah. on it because if you think the kind of earlier model for sci-fi shows was like the twilight zone or the outer limits where um, you know, they're anthology shows, so they had to completely mm-hmm. do completely different things the whole time. It's like filming a mini movie mm-hmm. every every week or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's like the Columbo. I didn't realize, like, when I started watching Columbo, it's like, it's just a show that has really long episodes. I didn't realize it's just kind of like, eh, every few months we're going to release a Columbo movie is basically how it worked. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. And the first one is like, Directed by Steven Spielberg, I think one of the early ones, at least it might oh, be the first, very first episode. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. Yeah, it's very good. Um, but uh, there's also an episode of Columbo where Spock is in it, which is yes. great. Um, it's funny you mention that because I'm actually like halfway through the podcast episode about that episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that, I, I like that episode. episode. I, I think I liked it because Spock, he's a great little Winer Nemo. He's a great actor. Yeah. Um, I don't remember any. I don't remember any particulars. That's not the the music, the the conductor episode. I don't think I like that episode too. I don't remember um, the conductor. Yeah, this one he's a doctor, <laughs> oh, uh, Doctor Spock, um, and he performs like a oh, heart yeah. operation on his like uh, superior to like make him look like he's a heart attack kind of thing. Now, what made you to decide to re to watch Columbo? Uh, I I mean I've been very slowly working through. I started like five years ago. I just watched like an episode. I don't know. I go back and forth. Um, what, but why? Uh, I don't remember why. No. Uh, I was. I don't. I, I was watching. I was Peter Falk. Oh. oh, Peter Falk. Oh, what else is he in? He's uh Princess Bride. Yeah, I was thinking, um, he's Princess Bride, right? Yeah. He's yeah, he's Princess Bride. He's like reading the book. He's in this movie called The Cheap Detective, which is basically like a shot-for-shot parody mm-hmm. of uh, the Maltese Falcon. He's oh, really? in he's in this movie. I like what's it called? Um, he's in a movie that co-stars Jeff Goldblum and let me just pull up his IMDb page. Uh, Oh, what's this movie called? But uh, Jeff Goldblum and like some like pop star of the time, like the late seventies. Oh, whoa, whoa! Is this is this? Um, hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna nail this in a second. Vibes? Is it Good called? Vibes? No, it's vi- yeah, vi- yeah. Vibe. Yeah, vibes. Vibes. I should have I've seen that sorry. movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's a pretty fun movie. You've seen that? Oh my god! 
<laughs> I don't know. Hang I don't know. Five I would has some. I mean, I'm not saying it's not a good movie, but it's, it's not good. I, well, I wouldn't say it's bad. I think it's fun. I like it's it's good yeah. enough that I enjoyed having seen it. It's not so good that I like advocate people like you have to see this movie. Like yeah. I don't recommend it, but it's still a good movie. I think. Yeah, it's like I don't know. It's like almost like. Like um, like like they saw Ghostbusters and they're like, oh, oh, um, supernatural stuff. And they're like, what else is supernatural? They're like, okay, psychics. And they're like, what else is popular? Oh, like like Indiana Jones or like Jewel of the Nile and Romancing the Stone. And it's it's yeah. literally a mashup of those movies. That's true. Like the, the the scene where you meet Jeff Goldblum is like literally the scene where you meet Bill Murray and Ghostbusters. So like like what's this card? What's this card kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly like yeah. Yeah, it's um. That's pretty funny. It's what's her name too? All girls just want to have fun. Goonies. I'm looking it up. What's her name? IMDb vibes. I can't think her what name. Is... Uh. It... Wait, this is, is the it... wrong vibes. Is it no, not right vibes? vibes? Wait, why is it not in order? The order's not in terms of popularity. Like, people listening would would know Cindy based on Lauper. The... Cindy Lauper, yes. <laughs> Looper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's been in a lot of movies, actually. She's been in movies. She's in The Goonies 2, apparently, which is not out yet, but it's been announced. Oh, I, don't, I was about to say, I didn't know there was a Goonies 2, but okay. She's also in Goonies 1, yeah, like you said. Is she in it? I, I think she has a, is her music video in it. Oh, that kiss could be it. She does the Maybe same Maybe all of these are. Maybe all of these credits... Actually, all of these credits do start with Cindy Lauper colon <laughs> video yeah. short. Her Goonies, the her Goonies song is my favorite song of hers. I don't, it's not hit, it's not striking me right now. It's the, okay. I can't think of the tune right now, but it's like, yeah, that's that one I like. The go- yeah, I don't know. Uh, Peter Falk is not in that. No, he should be Peter Falk. I like. I found out I have like this like this. What what like so Peter Falk? Would you say he's an A-list actor? Um, I don't think I would. <laughs> I mean, I, like in terms of like no. not in terms of like his acting ability, but in terms of, like his stardom, I'd say he's probably like. I mean, like it doesn't help that he's like been gone for a while, but he's probably like B or C. But there's like a whole bunch of actors that I put like in the same level of Peter Falk that I like and like like Peter Weller would be another example it's like people would recognize him probably he was in the he was in the recent Star Trek film he was RoboCop but like he's just in random yeah. stuff like Matt Frewer is a really good example of someone who doesn't get enough credit um he was Max Headroom most famously but then he had mm-hmm. like a cameo in uh Watchmen he was a regular in the show Eureka uh he was great in sci-fi's made for tv movie Alice He's the neighbor um, in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's probably that's like that might be his more more uh, recognizable role, more than uh, Max Headroom. Yeah, I think you're 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 honest. These are these are all are these um these are almost uh they're they're almost like character actors who got the chance to be leading men in several movies. That's a great way to put it. It's the or, same or trajectory project. kind of as like Sam Rockwell now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, I, I, I entirely buy this. Um, uh, 
I was going to say something about Peter Falk and I forgot. Oh, he's not in Goonies. This is the last thing we said about him. <laughs> yeah. One more thing about Peter Falk. Uh, yeah. That's why I started watching it because it's the, the this concept about the reverse tech detective story, which is what yeah. C- Columbo is, which is, you know, the murderer right away. And then the the story is how is Columbo going to catch the murderer? Yeah, it's I think if you're into like, I I don't know what it is that I would say is Columbo's selling point for me. Like it's Columbo himself. Like I like his mannerisms. I like how like uh, he seems to be, you know, he's he's always very polite and yeah. uh, like he's like humble and like kind of like because he, he drives a crappy car and like he just like the way he acts is really endearing yeah. i guess but um like if you like crime dramas i don't know that Columbo's for you because like at the end of the day i don't know how many arrests he's actually getting like he's figuring out the crime he's solving them but he's yeah. not always like following due process or getting like what you would call like hard evidence <laughs> so like i don't know like how like some of the episodes just end with like a knowing look, like "aha, I got you" because you said the wrong yeah. thing. Like, yeah, but the jury's not going to convict him for that. Like, yeah, <laughs> Columbo's put it all together, so that's that's the end of the episode. That's good enough. What more do you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. He's going to figure other stuff out. Hey, you know what? Columbo's wife is Captain Janeway, Kate Mulgrew. I haven't watched enough yet. I've been wondering if we're ever going to actually meet Columbo's wife. Cause like, like it's almost like a meme or like a trope, I guess of Columbo that he always references like some family member and often it's his wife. Like, I'm a huge fan. It's like, I, I wonder if he even has a wife. Like, is it all just like a, like a mind game from Columbo? So it's good to know that eventually I'll get to see his wife. I want to look this up to confirm it. Yeah, that's, a, uh, that's a really nice circle then, because we go Columbo to Janeway to Star Trek to Scott Bakula back to uh, uh, <laughs> Quantum Leap. <laughs> wait, Kate, Kate Mulgrew's in Quantum Leap? Oh, no, Scott no, but in, in Star Trek. In Star, it was in Star Trek. <laughs> I mean, she Fox. might be. I think Owl is in an episode of Columbo. I think, yeah, Columbo had lots of... See, that's the thing, because Columbo is a little bit like... Well, it's like a crime it's anthology a series like in a lot years. of ways. Yeah, that's also true too. But yeah, they, like they have a, like they needed a lot of guest stars on Columbo, so there's all these. Yeah. If you watch these older shows, you end up seeing a lot of like, oh, I know that that actor. Yeah. It's interesting to to know the actor too, because then you're like, oh, it's. I don't know. That makes it more fun. Yeah, I, I definitely like. Uh, I think uh, it's nice when uh, like actors you recognize get a chance to do like a one episode thing because you know they're just gonna have kind of like fun with it, like. They yeah. get to like it's like yeah I don't have to commit to anything so I can make big choices if I want to. That's that's interesting because they're also in like I like I like Leonard Nimoy in like Invasion of the Body Snatchers because I, I like him as it. different characters. Oh man, the '70s one is good. Yeah, hey, it's got um, it's got Jeff Goldblum in it too. I say I, I I knew Jeff Goldblum was in that. I didn't know. Uh, <laughs> Nimoy was. Is he? Uh, oh, wow, that's a good. That's a good lineup. Hot Jeff Goldblum yeah. and always hot Leonard Nimoy. The seventies version was hot too. Yeah, the seventies version might be the best because I was watching um, several of the Invasion of the Body. There's there's like a nineties or one that was really hard to find. I didn't get to watch that. 
but there's like there's like four versions of it. Is the seventies one the first one? No, there's a fifties one. Oh my goodness. Oh, you're um, right, fifty six. Yeah. With uh I think that one's pretty good. But yeah, the seventies one McCarthy like kind and of Dana Winter. Dana Mc Dana Dana, we, we Dana Carvey. Yeah, Dana Carvey. <laughs> um, I think the Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the 56 one, I think the main guy, he's also in UHF, Kevin McCarthy. Whoa. He's the boss in UHF. That's, that's where you might recognize him. Oh, my gosh. I was playing a video game not that long ago called... Uh, oh, man, I'm going to blink on the name. Uh, but it was like a it was like a sci-fi noir kind of film, and used a lot of um, footage. It wasn't like a CG. It wasn't like a like a video game with graphics. It kind of just used a lot of footage. And he was in it. Hmm. Uh, the boss from UHF. He was just like a random, like witness person that you could interact with or something. Is that an old game? It's pretty old. I, I think the game came out like twenty years or fourteen years after he died, but. Um, Let's see if it shows up on IMDb. He's, I really want to say he's like in something other, something else that he's really recognizable in, but I'm not really seeing anything in his. Invasion of the Biosensors is first followed by UHF. Oh, Inner Space. I've seen Inner Space. I forgot that he was in it. Inner Space is where Martin Short is in Dennis oh, yes. Quaid. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> yeah. It's actually a pretty, it's a fine film. It's, it's, it's fine. It's, yeah, it's a, the Fantastic <laughs> Journey, but a silly version yeah. from the '80s, which I, yeah. which is great. I like. I like. Yeah, it's the episode of Futurama where he eats the egg salad sandwich. I, I, yeah. I, I love. I love that. Oh, that's almost like a flowers for Algernon thing, right? Flowers for Algernon? Oh yes, it is. Isn't yes, that... I was thinking about that the other night. <laughs> yeah. Flowers uh, for Algernon. I read that in. Middle school, high school? I don't remember how old I was, but it bummed me out for like really? oh, at least a week. It is depressing. It's just, yeah. Yeah, something about uh, like, I don't know, characters like that make me real sad. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I like, I, I don't know that it's that long. I think I, I feel like I read that in one setting, but it, it's great. No, yeah, you could read it in one setting. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty fantastic. Um, yeah. I, I love the uh, the trope of the character getting really smart. Um, and I, I always love the idea of how do you write a character who's smarter than you are is also That's hard. kind of fun. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. I don't know. Like, I, what was I, what was I, there was some, for some reason, Audible's like, hey, you're going to like, like, it's recommendations for me uh, are like 100% this style of book where it's like, um, like person in a video game. And they, because they know video game rules, they can subvert it. And hmm. uh, I listen, there's I, I don't, like that. there was, there's like, there's like seven. I don't know. I didn't, I, I, I was like, fine, I'll listen to this one. And it was about basically like it's like a Zelda parody, but like it wasn't actually Zelda. Like it was just the book was boring because it felt like somebody just making problems and then cleverly solving them. It's like I this is like you're making up the rules. Like 
Like there's no way I could solve it. You don't seem clever to me because like you just made up. I don't know. It is very masturbatory to watch like this person like write this book. And it's like I, mm. uh, it wasn't. It wasn't fun. There wasn't like a plot. It's just like this person being like. And then I did this. It's like well, you could if you could do that. Like sure, but like there's no there's no check off items at all. There's no foreshadowing. Are you saying oh, okay? Are you saying it's like it's not it's not subverting the genre enough. Like it doesn't know the genre that he's writing about enough for the, like for what he's doing to feel earned. Um, a little bit. I mean, that's definitely true. I don't know if that's like what I finger is like the main problem. It's just, it was a lot of deus ex kind of stuff, I guess. Oh yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think, have you seen like, uh, uh um, what is it called? But like the oh man, it's like the Millers versus the Machines or something. It's like a cartoon movie on Netflix. Yeah, I watched it that, because I'm a huge, yeah. huge fan of Cloud of the Chance of Meatballs. Yeah, yeah. So it's the same That's like same Lord thing. and Miller, Lord and Miller, right? Yeah, yeah. The, that movie more than I think. I think there's a little bit of this in the Spider uh, into the Spider Verse, and I and it's a lot in Pixar movies, but it's just this. The like oh uh, what's a, what's that one is um the recent Pixar wins the D and D onward it's in that one a lot where it's like what is the it? last oh, Deus Ex Machina. onward uh. onward no not the Deus Ex Machina it's the it's the the last half hour maybe is relentless callbacks to things oh. in order to solve <laughs> problems and solutions in the last like half hour it's like yes, you're right. It's very predictable now. I'm like, oh, they introduced a quirky one-off thing. That's going to be the thing now. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Every, that's exactly the word. I, you I was, thought it was a joke? No, it's the no. pivotal thing that solves all the yes. problems. <laughs> yes, that's every single thing that almost ha- the the Miller movie, the Millers versus Machines or whatever. That's the one where it's yeah. every single thing is like a like a uh, it's like called back, and it's it's good. I like it. I I like. You know, but it's just like it just struck me at yeah. how often it's used. It was, and it kind of makes yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was disappointed by that film. It was fine, but I was, I was disappointed. It was not as good as Cloud of the Chance of Meatballs. I mean, I know I've seen that one. I I can't compare because I don't have a clear memory of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love. I mean, it's not the best movie ever, but it's it's pretty good. Spider Verse is very good. Now that it's just one of those things where it's like I recognize this. You know, it's like all these things introduced is, is this going to, because I think a lot of movies have the, that exact problem though, right? Like nothing has any weight. There's mm-hmm. no payoff. Things are introduced that don't matter. And so then it doesn't feel like a story, you know? Yeah. I wonder, I don't know what the solution to this is. Is it more, I don't think this is a good thing anybody wants, but like, is it more trilogies? Is it because they're trying to solve everything? And it, like, I feel like the advantage to a trilogy, I think, is that you can have a movie without a good ending. I think that's the crux of it. I want more movies with bad endings. Like I just watched Joe versus the volcano and I really wanted him to die in a volcano because I thought that's where the movie was going and it has a happy yeah. ending. I was like, ah, okay, it's yeah. fine. It's all take it, whatever. That one's a little silly too. That's like one of those silly com- 80 comedies. It's I very think... silly and I'm fascinated yeah. by it. I just watched it for the first time this week and I think it's a great movie. It's like, it's like uh, Brazil, but more coherent and with a heart. I like Brazil. It's got a, Brazil's very social commentary and it has an agenda, but this is more lighthearted and fun while still being in a weird kind of twisted, like 
like parallel world. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't I haven't seen Joe vs. Volcano, but you're 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 selling it pretty good to me. I I, I highly I, recommend it. I, also, there's, there's a there's Tom Hanks who plays an, a character named Joe Banks, and uh, yeah. uh, who's the main actress? It's a uh, oh god dang it. Um, but she plays uh, three different characters. Uh, it's Meg, it's Meg Ryan. And so she just mm. makes these huge character choices, at least for the first two, because she's like, these are just temporary characters, so I can just go ham on these. And I think, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, again, it's a very silly film. I, some people may find the silliness off-putting. I found it hilarious. Yeah. I wonder if, like, um, like a little bit of what, I'm just kind of thinking about this, you know, having these reveals or something at the end or these callbacks that matter. It's like, yeah, I, I, I feel like sometimes there's, I, I really feel like if there's a movie I just, I just saw that kind of exemplifies this, but I forget I'm, I'm blanking on what I'm trying so to the remember. The Suicide but, Squad? Uh, oh, Suicide does. Oh, I the mean. Suicide Squad suicide does it with the probably, tiny bullets. Probably has callbacks. And, oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's almost like you expect, like expect a callback in movies now. Yeah. It's like there has to be yes. something. Um, as opposed to, I guess what the opposite of that is, is like sometimes it's just like a presentation of a good example of what the thing is sometimes. Uh, mm. I, don't, I don't know if that makes any sense, but it's like, this is a good dramatization of that thing. And it's just pretty reasonably straightforward, but like, this is it. Um, hmm. Yeah, I think I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the like, I'll like, I'll take it though because it's not. I mean, it's only bad for me right now because it's so overused. I don't think it's inherently a bad thing, yeah. and it's certainly better than uh, like the like. I think the first Suicide Squad has this problem where like, uh, like problem appears, uh, and then they like deal with it. It's just like like. Like, like, um, like, like, example would be, um, they're shooting guys, they're shooting guys, they're shooting guys, and then <laughs> uh, Will Smith's character's like, I'm just gonna shoot all the guys. It's like, well, you yeah. should have just done that from second zero. Like, why didn't yeah. you just always yeah. do the thing that you could always do? <laughs> yeah, that movie is has the the first Suicide Squad is pretty terrible. Like, right? It's like it's like a kid playing with action figures or something. It's yeah, yeah. No I mean, way. I like, I think. I like um, Harlequin getting a chance to be a, a psychologist, a therapist. I can't, I can never remember the difference between the two. Whatever she is, she gets to show mm. her like doctorship, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I do think, like that too. The new Suicide Squad, while it, definitely a better movie, and I'd still say a pretty good movie, um, not as good a Harlequin as I maybe wanted. Yeah. Uh, I, like I read... better, and the Harlequin cartoon was amazing. Oh, I haven't seen that. I read the, or there's also there's also she had a whole movie right recently that was yeah kind of Birds also, of Prey. Yeah, that was all right. I liked the, it better than the Suicide yeah. Squad. Oh, the first Suicide Squad, yeah, because that's terrible. No, 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 I liked Birds of Prey better than either Suicide Squad. Whoa, the new one's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I like uh, I like James Gunn a lot. This is another thing, actually. This kind of ties back into Flowers for Algernon. The um, the the new one, The Suicide Squad. At the when the movie ended, it was it was a good movie, but I just felt sad. Like I just I, I found it to be kind of a downer of a movie. And I don't want every movie to like make me happy or whatever. But like 
I didn't have a super good time. Like the story, like the action's great. Uh, I think the jokes are pretty good. The characters are cool. It's funny, but like, there's just a lot of, I think it's because they're bad guys. There's just a lot of um, like death and pain and it it just kind of wore me down. Like, like spoiler alert, uh, like when um, polka dot guy dies, I didn't see that coming. Every time you Mm. see, uh, every time King sharks on camera, like it just made me sad. Like, like, ah, huh, look at him. He's stupid. Aww. And I just, it just, I just felt bad for him. Like the whole time, like when those yeah. little jellyfish things were fighting him, I'm like, no, stop it. He's innocent. Like, it's yeah. just, I mean, he's not innocent. He's a criminal. He tears people in half. But like, I just feel bad for him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was happy up there drifting he, amongst the stars. I'm like, oh, this movie. He is adorable. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> It, I mean, that's what the movies. The characters are that, though, right? I mean, they are going into. A, yeah. They're called the Suicide Squad. They should be going into a situation where they should be almost dying. It's true. Stuff. I. I mean, uh, I did like the beginning, where they all, where they all get wiped out. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm a, although actually, the very, very beginning, the very first scene starts off on making me sad, where Michael Rooker kills a bird with a with a bouncy ball. I'm like, oh man, yeah. like. And then, like it's later true. on, like a menagerie of birds gets gasoline poured onto it and burned. I'm like, I, I just, there's just so much yeah. cruelty to innocent things. I couldn't handle it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, that little weasel character too. That's oh, like. Yeah. Yeah. Although he technically mm. lived, I guess, but I mean, I felt bad for him until yeah. I realized he lived. <laughs> well, he had a rough time. He did. I. Th- yep. Browning's not fun. Yeah. That's, that's it. Like that's also the movie has like a lot of that quirk quirkiness too. And it's like, like, yeah, I don't know. You get, you have to contrast if you, you got to contrast quirkiness with like real kind of genuine emotion. That's kind of like yeah. another huge kind of trend. That's, that's like, and that's a problem you know. with a lot of superhero films right now is uh, I mean, the formula works. I don't blame them for doing this, but uh, the the tempo of jokes in almost all modern superhero films, the tempo of jokes is so fast, there's never any, like, tension. It's like, you're making yeah. j- jokes right now, but, like, you know, the, the world's in peril or whatever. Like, I mean, yeah. this is why I'm not a big Spider-Man fan, because in the comics, he's very flippant Aww. all the time, and I don't I love care Spider-Man. for it. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, but there's the thing about him making jokes. He makes them out of nervousness. Ah, uh, okay. I or, mean, weirdly, I like Deadpool, but I think this is because Deadpool I'm not supposed to take seriously in any capacity. Oh yeah. But Spider-Man yeah, I take awesome. somewhat seriously. S- Spider-Man or he or he's doing the jokes because that's a that's a fighting tactic because he's sure. distracting he's distracting them. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't say Spider-Man. I'm not going to say like his jokes don't land. He has jokes that land all the time. I just, uh, I just find it too incessant sometimes. It's like, do you ever like dial it down? Like, it seems like he, he doesn't enough for me. Oh, Spider-Man gets, (laughs) I I like the, the Stan Lee. Like if, if Spider-Man wins a fight, then Peter Parker has to lose a fight. Or if Peter Parker is successful, somehow Spider-Man has to be, uh, has to be a bad day for Spider-Man. They that's can't both cool. succeed at the same time. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty fun, and that makes it because like uh, for some reason at this moment in my life, I'm not super into uh, 
like the alter ego thing. Like if I go see an Iron Man thing, I'm here to see Iron Man. I don't give a crap yeah. about Tony Stark. Like that didn't that that didn't always used to be the case for me. Like I used to, like I mean I think that's what made these comics successful is like certainly having like your um uh Tony Starks and like, you know your 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 non superhero people like you can identify with them more and yeah. stuff. And now it's like I don't care. I don't care about Peter Parker's high school bullshit. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> well, did you watch this the trailer for the new Spider Man movie? I didn't yet. I mean, the big plot point is that that they're continuing with is is that his, his secret identity is revealed. But yeah, I mean, I have seen none of the uh, new Spider Man. I've seen all of the the previous two Spider Man. Whoever the current Spider Man is, I've not seen any of his movies. Tom Holland. Yeah, yeah. that one. Tom Holland. I've seen yeah. none of the, neither of the Tom Holland films. Oh, I like um, him as Spider Man. <laughs> I should. I mean, but. The problem is he's the youngest Spider-Man, not the actor. Like yeah. just the character is the youngest, and yeah. I I really don't care about high school Spider-Man. Like oh. like um uh Into the Spider-Verse worked because you had super old jaded Spider-Man, and he was yeah. the best. Like I just wanted him all the time. I don't want yeah. young Spider-Man <laughs> making I jokes mean, about. It, have you guys yeah. heard about Star Wars? Uh, <laughs> you're a baby. We yeah. get it. <laughs> I think. Oh, I uh, I think so. Spider Man. I mean, his original kind of thing was that he was a he he was like a kid that was like the age yes. that would be a side sidekick, but he was the he was the hero instead. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then uh, yeah, and I mean, but but of course he like aged, you know, because it's like a year, like a what I don't know, it's like a year is a fourth of a year, like a fourth of a year or something in the. Marvel mm. Comics timeline or something, and it's like flow. Okay, they, they, like they figure stuff like that out. So that's why he's old. Well, there's versions okay. of him that are old, of course. It's the same thing with Batman, though. Like Batman can be any age. It, it doesn't matter. DC, like DC is interesting because I, th- yeah. <laughs> well, like I feel like Marvel, like time passes weirdly. Like you're saying, maybe maybe it's a fourth time. I don't know what it is. But like DC, I feel like time passes, maybe not at the same rate, but much faster. Because like if you look, like if you Google a DC super character's name like like 100% of the time you'll be like there's like there's like three of these guys you know like they they just pass the mantle on oh, like yeah. so people like dying and learning new like but in marvel it's like the same person all the time for the most part yeah i think marvel still has a consistent universe that goes back all the way now but but they also have um mm, and true. you know the mcu bar- borrows from both of these they also have marvel uh what's it called ultimate marvel which was oh, started ultimate, yeah. started up in Right. Yeah, that was in the early 2000s where it was like, they were like, it's basically a, a separate multiverse. Eventually they had explained, but it's like, that was like a reboot for them that they did in like the 2000s. Um, but, right. And there's uh, zombies, right? I mean, maybe that's just like a, a yeah. single series. That wasn't as big a thing, but yeah, zombies was a yeah. thing for a while. Yeah, yeah, but that's a different that's a different universe too. And yeah, I mean, there's a few, there's like, uh, I don't know if there's that many books, but there's a lot of books. There's also like Marvel like 1692 or something where they're all worth 1692. Yeah, that's written by Neil Gaiman. Um, but oh. the thing is, DC, why you might associate, and, and, you're, and you're right to do so, to associate the, 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 the DC with the, you know, whatever rebooting things and they have so many <laughs> versions is because DC original was the, they, they did that first in uh, you uh, know crisis on in, crisis on infinite earths. If you heard of that mm-hmm. storyline, that's heard the of one that, right? where, yeah, yeah, me neither. Um, that's one where they rebooted the series the first time. And I think the early eighties and DC also gets credit for having 
um, the explanation that different stories take place in different universes too, because um, uh-huh. the Flash is like the first kind of you can, the character who you, the Flash basically has the power to go fast enough to go into a different universe. Right, with and, that treadmill, um, the cosmic treadmill, or whatever. Yeah, I think I think the problem that, that story probably it. predates that. Mm, um, okay. I think so. I would guess that it does. I'm not entirely sure. Um, because that's the Flash of Two Earths is like the first multiverse story I think in comics. And uh, what was I going to say? So yeah, some of that stuff. It's like oh, and if because if you if you know about this, the like in DC, it's like they're all called Earth One, Earth Two, Earth Three, and Earth Four right. because they Earth started DC. doing that. And then Marvel eventually got around to you know making other <laughs> like a multiverse too. That's why they're like uh, like universe like whatever universe I don't know six one six or something like that to be a joke that it's like you know the number doesn't it, it would be a random number if you were on a universe right mm-hmm. you wouldn't be on Earth one. Yeah. <laughs> I guess in Futurama yeah. too they're on they're on universe A and then universe one as I think the designate when they have them. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that sounds like it could be. Yeah, that's that is their joke. But anyway, <laughs> universe oh. A. Yep, it is. Oh, it's gamma. Is that what it's? Are you looking it up? I just googled that. I said I just googled Futurama universe, and the top result is the primary universe of Futurama is called Universe A by its own inhabitants, and Universe mm-hmm. Gamma by Evo, who I don't know who Evo is. Oh, Yivo is in the Beast of the Billion Backs. I believe it's that character that kind okay. of and has sex with everyone. I have seen that movie. I'm pretty sure that's who that is. Cowboy oh. universe, woman universe. That's funny. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. I'm Octopus sure. universe. I'm rewatching Futurama, and I'm pretty sure in the first in the in the they say that there's only one alternative universe, and I'm pretty sure they they def, they definitely I know for a fact they break that fact that they establish. Mm. But that's okay. Futurama, the theme song, it's like an instant uh, like blood pressure reducer for me. It's just like, ah, oh, I'm calm. Like the next 20 yeah. minutes are going to be A-OK. Yeah. Have you watched, have you listened to the, like, the original song? The, like, it's, it's based heavily on some other song? I looked it up at one point. I don't remember what it was called, but yeah, it yeah. was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's got those heavy bell sounds, which I think is kind of cool and sort of sounds yeah. interesting. Yeah, bells are cool. Oh. My current thing is trying to find EDM music with trumpets. What? Yeah, That's what you're trumpet. into right now? Hmm. I've, I've been trying, I've been Googling like house music with trumpets and I don't get good results, but occasionally I'll hear one like, yeah, this trumpet's so good. That's funny. I listen to a, po- uh, a punk rock podcast that one of the kind of groups who does it, they do a, they do a trumpet all, all the time they do a trumpet one version of the podcast and then they did, then they, do, they did a trumpet version without any trumpets to be hilarious and it was hilarious <laughs> that's like uh you know the improv warm-up uh like three things or five things whatever it is yeah uh so like the you know the pattern's like like name me things and you go one hot one blah two blah three three things well one time as in a class and teacher had us do no things so you just go around the circle and you go like, hey, tell me uh, no things that you can use as a hat. <laughs> no things. And you go to the next person. <laughs> hey, that's too clever. clever. It was surprisingly fun. I still laugh like every time we said yeah. no things. Like it was good. <laughs> it is good. It is. That's why I'm like, oh, man, I'm jealous of this good idea. <laughs> I think 
Yeah, because it's like this is the energy still there. I get this. It's good. Yeah. I like uh I like I feel like I'm gonna steal it in fact. That's a great great yeah. activity. Spread it. I want more people to do it. Oh that's another here's a question. Uh when you do the game where uh multiple people like two people will step out and you say a word and you try and get them to say the same word, what do you call that game? Mind meld. Okay, I call it mind meld as well. And when and when you mind meld, do you go mind meld? No. Oh, do you do anything? There- there's no, yeah, there's no pres- okay. pres- prescribed well, action at that point. Because I've, I've met since COVID and being online, I've met an increasing number of people who call the game convergence. And then when, mm-hmm. they, when two people say the same word, they go convergence, convergence, and they move their I arms like, like yeah. robots. Which I, I like. like <laughs> there's just There's just different versions of things because, you know, they get translated into different languages too. Mm. And then, and then someone learns it from someone in a different language. And then they think that that's, that happens. I don't know why I get that that's feeling. Very possible. Like the first time I heard about convergence was from an improviser in South Korea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, that's so crazy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That, 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 that's crazy. That's no, it's crazy. Like the community of improv is kind of like a smaller kind of, but since it's yeah. so focused on like socializing with each other that you kind of get this cross pollinization of ideas and it's mimetic, I guess. Right. Yeah. Very. Um, yeah. I was, like, I was looking at these ooze bear, um, like note taking features and it reminds me I have, I probably, I guess I don't know someone can steal this and do it. I really want to do an improv show. Like, so I'm not a huge Herald fan, but I want to do a Herald or something where, um, before the show starts, we just roll out like a whiteboard into the middle back of the stage or whatever. Maybe it's off to the side. But the point is, the audience can see us visibly just taking notes on the Herald, like during the Herald. <laughs> and oh. uh, like occasionally, we'll just have scenes where we just talk about like the notes or something. You're like, like hey, Steve, um, hmm. can you explain to me how that scene just did? Is that all related to the second beat of these? <laughs> just like call you out hmm. and stuff like I don't know if it's too much inside improv, but I think enough of an improv audience is improvisers that it would be pretty funny at least once. Yeah. I, the, the way we, we do improv, what we do heralds on Oozbear is like, we've uh, like in the chat, like it's often I'm the person in charge of this too. I will write where we are in the herald, especially because people who haven't done it show up a lot and kind of got to give them an idea of what's going on. Yeah. But then we don't talk yeah, about it. I mean, obviously. The <laughs> only that, show yeah. I've... Yeah. How do you don't take notes in shows? But uh, I did take one um, class that ended in two shows, and it was a murder mystery class. And it was an hour-long show uh, where you had, like, a first act where you meet the characters, and then the second act is the crime, and the third act is the detective solving the crime. And um, we would have the audience assign us... Uh, a job? Or no, 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 no. Or... Oh, it was like a job, an adjective, and you're also like your character. So you'd be like, I'm the taciturn banker, and I'm the uh, like brother-in-law of the deceased or whatever. Um, so we had to have notes for that. But then we would also just like take notes for like, I've established that I have a cane. This could be the murder weapon later or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you say that. Yeah. You say that to them? 
allowed? No, no, no. Uh, you know, you would, you would, you would like, uh, you would just take notes. Some like somebody not on, uh, not uh, on stage would be taking notes into the spreadsheet off to the side because it's a Zoom show. Hmm. Oh, so you know stuff. Yeah. It's like it's, it's useful, but like I don't want to become reliant on it. Like I want my brain to be good and just remember oh, these yeah. things. It's not going to, but I need to like it's a muscle. I need to like force it to just work. <laughs> oh, I write I write stuff down for on it for uh, online improv. Yeah, I should just I'm do like, that. Well, I'm kind of like well, it. I feel like it'll only help me. Like I don't know why it'll help me. I don't know. If this may be wrong. I'll, like I think it will help me in the long run because it's like be able to remember stuff i don't know i have no justification i just realized that didn't sound very good <laughs> well i mean I, I think you will remember stuff uh, you, you, you'll, you won't you won't forget stuff but my my theory that is not panning out is that if i don't write stuff down and i punish myself by forgetting things and i try to remember things very hard then i will get better at remembering things <laughs> hmm Oh, I don't know if you. We'll I don't know if our minds react to that. If it's an uh, actual, like a literal punishment. muscle that way, I don't know. Um. Well, oh, man, what was I gonna say? <laughs> so the 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 mind stuff made me think. Uh, oh, I've had this experience. Hey, this goes. This is. Uh, oh man, you're gonna love this callback. This is basically. <laughs> I've been in the experience where I've written so many notes down that sort of in the improv that I'm doing. I feel I'm kind of almost like now I'm entirely leaning on the call on all my notes to just keep bringing back mm. up stuff that happened and try to hit all of them again for some oh, reason. Yeah. And that feels pretty bad. Cause then you're almost in a different when, kind of mind mode. Yeah. When I was um, first learning, oh, like improv, we were doing like a montage or something. And I remember doing like a, like a, a callback to uh like some scene like three scenes ago and because it wasn't like a herald or a structured thing like i kind of got called out on it like you can't like 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 you can't do a i guess the way i did it i don't, I don't remember the details anymore because i feel like you should be able to do that but like you can't just do a callback to not the immediate previous scene I'm like really like i thought you could because that's like i don't know i i do tend when i tend to, when i when Far, far back callbacks tend to make me like polish my ideas too much in my head before using them, though, mm -hmm. as opposed to just going out there and starting the oh, idea. Yeah. Well, I think you should realize that this this ooh, this calls for a callback, like kind of as you're saying it or something That's like that. Point. You should it's almost like you you've realized it yourself, like it's a discovery you're making at the time. I guess when it works best. That's a good point. I don't know that it's possible to engineer that. Callbacks or anything, are but... so hard. Uh, I mean, like, I, I, second beats are easy. Callbacks are often hard for me because uh, to initiate, because it, it feels very jokey. Like, I'm not initiating like, with like, yeah. a relationship or whatever. Just like, hey, uh, uh, you got a new fishing rod. And you're like, okay, yeah, I did. Like, how, uh, how are you defining <laughs> callback, though? Like, are That's you a good point. Like, uh, I think it's the element. I don't think you need to over, like, I think part of it is like you kind of like oh the thing if the thing's coming back it has to be more clever or something or incorporated differently but I think it can just thing. be the thing it can just be hey remember this thing like it's like yeah yeah I don't know I guess maybe I should also this, this, uh, I should play with people who are better at editing faster and that 100% applies to me more than anyone else <laughs> I do not edit. Uh, oh. I think it's actually I've heard from other people. This is a Bay, a San Francisco Bay Area problem. Is that um, 
scenes are just longer. Like people don't edit as aggressively as other places. Hmm. Um, and so the problem is if you go in for a callback, like, like a lot of, some of my favorite improv shows, you know, are very tightly, fastly edited. Like you just go out there, get your one liner joke, your side support recognizes that there's nothing else to do and it just ends. It yeah. really sucks when it doesn't end. <laughs> you just suck yeah. it. Well, I got the biggest laugh. Now what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, I mean, I've definitely been in like, it, I think it depends on how many people are involved with what you're doing. That's Sometimes with how quickly it's going to be edited. That's going to affect it. Um, Cause I know I've been in places I'm like, Man, there is no breathing room here at all with all with all this the editing that's going on. That's true. Uh, Counterintuitively, I, I find I edit faster when there are less people. Like if it's just like if it's like a team of three people, uh, I find that I go much faster. Like if it's a team of like six people, I'm more inclined to like wait and let other people potentially edit, so then nobody yeah. edits. <laughs> yeah, that's also the thing because you're like there's more people. Yeah, of course, because you're like there's more people there. They're gonna figure stuff out. Yeah, three people. Uh, I don't know. Uh, a little uh, bit and three, three is very few people, for in my opinion. But it's also like a really sweet spot, like three or four people. It's like three, my, uh, my three sounds for like non herald Because there's one person yeah. to be like editing, and there's two people to be in the scene, and it's like a pretty good number. Yeah, like if you're the one person not in the scene, you know you're the editor. Although I guess if you do a walk on, then. I mean, you just got to practice, you know, knowing how to self-edit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could even do two-person improv. You got to edit it still. Also, yeah, that's like, a good point. Well. Watching, like, uh, who, who, who's the, uh, the two big two guys? They have the Netflix special now. They're, they're all popular. Um, Schwartz. Mitchell and Schwartz. Middle Ditch and Schwartz. Yeah. Middle Ditch and Schwartz, yeah. Um, watching them do all the self-editing and even, like, self-tagouts is like, this is really cool. Like, like I don't it's just interesting to think of like, I think having that freedom uh, to self edit is nice because it lets you try a lot of things and take more risks, but it could also maybe be a crutch where you're like, Oh, I don't have to yeah. try and salvage this. thing. Like clowning is kind of the opposite or like clowning. Like if you do a thing and it doesn't get a laugh, then like that kind of becomes I mean, it depends on what you're doing as a clown, but, but like a lot of times it becomes your mission to like, I'm going to repeat this thing until it gets a laugh and then like hmm. in a more creative way than what i just said like like you know but but that's kind of what happens like this will get a laugh before the show is over hmm i've never taken that tactic of a like i'm bringing up this thing that i'm just I've dug in my heels hmm yeah well i mean it's definitely like it's 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 very hard <laughs> um it's it's just like a, it's a thing to do. I don't know how to describe it without getting like really. I, I'm still learning, trying to figure out how to do it. Um, but it's. <laughs> I think because like it's less. It's less that you're getting people to laugh at the thing. It's more that uh, they are now laughing at your desperation <laughs> to get them to yeah. laugh at the thing. It's, it's, but you don't want to. You can't be too desperate because desperation is kind of sad. So, like I mean, you know, it's like walking that weird line. Your vulnerability yeah. and whatever, the human condition, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. People would normally laugh at. Aw. Yeah. I, I like, I, I, hmm. I think sometimes when you say something, like it has to be recognized by the other people, like in the scene, in order for it to sort of feel legitimate. Like, I don't know. 
like if the other people don't, if you have a thing and maybe it's like a big, uh, I'm not explaining this good. If, if something's going on, it's like, it's like someone else kind of recognizes that thing you said. It's like, oh, thank you. Like, like what I said, what I said had relevance now because it's not just a thing that everyone ignored. Yeah, for sure. Like I was, I mean, I was, I was silent because I was trying to think of like, I feel like, cause you said sometimes, and like, I think that's true. Like almost all the time, like very, very infrequently should you say something and don't feel like it was acknowledged. I mean, not necessarily verbally, but like in some way. Oh yeah. Well, I think the more people on the stage, the more potential there's oh. someone's going to come on and it's just, man, that train's out of control anyway. It's like, that's true. I don't know. If uh, if there's more than three people on stage, I'm probably just off to the side doing object work at that point. Like, I'm not trying to talk anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're probably thinking, you're probably thinking like, oh man, I need to get involved, like get involved. And then like every single person's thinking that. And they're like, probably trying to jump yeah. into something. Hmm. Yeah. I'll maybe even leave. Like, oh, I hear the microwave beeping. Or just, I'll just be like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, get that. Hey, get that burrito out. It's like, it's <laughs> definitely beeping over there, man. You know, why can't they just invent a burrito that it's, that you can thoroughly heat, you know, like you either get like a molten bar of lava or you like, it's always molten on the outside and still icy on the inside. Like there's no way to evenly heat a burrito. And, and like, if uh-huh. what is science for? If not that. I agree. That's why we should, we can start doing science on it right away. I have a, I have a theory that we could test. Um, now that your burrito is done, it's, it smells, it smells great by the way, but I'm sure there's, thank you. There might, yeah. It smells great. I'm gonna put the, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up this fork fork on the inside of this burrito and then put it in the microwave. Oh, uh, I, I think science tried that. Um, what? It's a metal fork. I mean, it's it's gonna break the microwave. I don't know how. I just I've been told. And I guess I took it on faith. Huh. That hmm. It's not good. Oh well, that's what I no, 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 well. I mean, you, are you saying you've read that someone put it inside of a burrito, or are you saying you know what happens oh. when a fork goes? Because oh. we all know what happens when a fork goes. In the, it's 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 kind of like the term, it's kind of like the Terminator is coming from back from back from time in there inside the microwave <laughs> with a fork inside. Yeah, I guess I I, I didn't consider that uh, the burrito yes. encasing could protect the microwave from the forces of the fork. Yes. I'm thinking that that the fork is going to act like a conduit and harness those temporal electricity bolts and heat up my burrito thoroughly. Well, I like this idea and I'm curious to see how it works out, but I don't want you to use my microwave to test it. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of risk adverse. Uh, oh, I see. I see your the sour creams over here. I know you were reaching in for it. I got it for you. Don't worry. Thank you. Thank sour you. Cream. Yeah. I like, I like sour cream. Yeah. You can't have the too hot of a burrito. Well, I'm going to then, you know what? I just, you know, you've, you've moved in here. You got the, you, you brought the microwave. It's like move. Like, I mean, I remember just looking at you and moving in day. I just kind of felt like, man, the microwave goes in the common area. Is he going to be good at sharing that? Just already setting it up before I kind of broached the su- kind of subject. I like to think I've been good at sharing it, and I don't know that not wanting science done in my personal microwave is ah. uh, overly protective. Right, but 
that kind of makes like you you get that scientists are rich though, right? No, I thought they, they uh, are. I think they're not on the science, maybe. Oh. Okay, but I mean, if they discover <laughs> new things, especially something mm. as marketable as an as a perfectly microwaved burrito, like that gets you rich. I guess. I guess. Like, I'm thinking about all the uh, microwaves I could buy with microwavable burrito money. Yeah, a lot of microwaves. That's what I'm saying. Oh, but by, it's yeah, a gamble. By, I see. I see that you're kind of rooting around in there in the garbage disposal. Like that. That is your mail. That is your mail in there, and that is where I put it. So that's. I, I, you have that quizzical look at your face. That's what that is. You can't. You gotta stop using the garbage disposal as a, like a. It's not a paper shredder. Well, hey, you know what? It it works pretty pretty good as that. And you can't deny that you're. I mean, I see you're looking at your. You're looking at that that cable bill, and you're not going to figure that out. When I brought in the garbage disposal, I put it in the communal shared area, not to yeah. have, not to have paper stuff yeah. down it. That was odd, by the way. That people don't usually, uh, you know, move in with a garbage disposal. That was you didn't have one. I I don't want to be like yeah. plunging the sink or whatever people without garbage disposals have to do to their sinks. Yeah, yeah. I I gotta admit, I w like plunging mail and plunging cable bills sounds pretty tedious. Yeah, uh, I mean, I plunged toilet paper in a toilet. It's, I imagine it's similar to that, but differ. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the toilet paper is, you know, it's it's soft for your tushy. But if your cable bill isn't that, the cable company does not care no. about your tushy. They don't. They they want you to oh. have. If you use this cable bill as toilet paper, you would have a raw and chafed right. tushy. And you know what? The cable company wants you sitting on the couch all the time, and that makes your tushy sore. So they really just do not care. That's I, you know, this this is two data points is a pattern. That's a trend. Mm -hmm. Yes. This is a conspiracy. I agree. You think? You think? You think I can, you think I can put the fork in an enchilada? Or are you against that too? I'm okay. So let me let me step back. You can okay. put the fork in whatever food you want to. Oh. It just can't then go oh. inside the microwave. Well, you know that's what I meant. That's what I want. Oh, after. sorry. Yeah, I didn't want to assume. Look, we'd also know if the, if, it, if the enchilada or burrito, we haven't kind of negotiated that out yet, but we would know if it went back in time also. That's a How would we know that? Like if it just appeared? Like again, I mean, right? Like if, like if you if you put a microwave if you put a burrito in a microwave and, and you open the microwave right. and the burrito's gone, you're like, oh, must have gone back yeah. in time. That's that's the yeah. logical. Okay, well, I would right. assume that the like microwave is too high or like it got stolen or something. The microwave is high. A lot of science gate rules. High, like uh, the, the setting. The setting's too high. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I've never microwaved anything into non-existence, but I think yeah. my first guess would be that. I'd somehow atomized, vaporized the, the matter inside with the mm -hmm. hot microwaves. You always assume destruction over temporal displacement as a, just a general scientific guideline. Yeah, it's because I've seen destruction, and I, and I don't think I've seen temporal displacement. 
Oh man, that that sour cream comes out of that tube faster than you thought, huh? It's just all over the God place. Dang it! You know, I it's too sour now. What what? Are you, no. I, give me some sugar to cancel out the sourness. Whoa! The hey. Sour, right? I I mean, all, all right. I mean, yeah, you're over here saying that you're uh, not not an experimentation, but I can get you I can get you that sugar. That sounds fine. I'm I'm all on board experimentation. Just oh. not inside the microwave. Okay. Huh. Not in ways well, that cost me potentially cost me money. Even if even if there's a chance of netting me a positive gain of money, I'm so risk adverse. Mm. I don't want to risk losing the money or the thing that's worth money. Mm. Right. And so by that logic, do not store money in the microwave where it might get temporarily dis- displaced and or destroyed. I mean, I wouldn't store money in the microwave uh, for a lot of reasons. Oh. I wouldn't put that one high in my list of reasons, okay. but uh, it's a fine one. I, oh. where, where, where would you store something that has to, to make it have a zero risk of being temporally anomalated? Is it only microwaves hmm. that have the risk of doing that? That's a, that's a good question. I feel like you want to avoid, I can tell you a few things to avoid. You definitely want to avoid a DeLorean storing oh, it, yeah. using, using De- DeLorean as storage. Phone boxes. You have to want to be uh, the, the the phone box because that that's of course a Bill and Ted, the contingency there. Of course, the police box would also be police box something. To Maybe avoid. I'm I'm noticing a trend here that these are boxy. Like even these DeLoreans are, box. are boxier than a normal car. Yeah, in the movie Primer, they just call it the box, the time travel device. It is a boxy car, huh? Yeah. Something about I, the time cube. Oh yeah. That, what, that, that website? That, yeah, yeah. Want... <laughs> I don't know if it still exists, but maybe he was onto something, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, he probably was because he's dead, so someone probably killed him in order to take his technology, probably from another time. Yeah, I, I think that's how we're going to invent a time machine, is you don't actually invent it, you just get taught it by somebody from the future. What if it's a chimichanga and a plastic fork? Is that is that out of the question? That one, I'm, I'm more inclined to let you do, uh, because I, I don't think it'll break the microwave, really? but I think it will, it'll ruin the food. Hmm. Well, I think, I think, I mean, maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe we do it for science, but, uh, hmm. my, my, my hypothesis is that the, uh, fork will melt and yeah. then you won't be able to separate melted fork from your chimichanga, which is basically a, a poison chimichanga at that point, because mm. humans can't ingest too much plastic. You know, there was a outtake uh, in Back to the Future when he, uh, you know how they test the DeLorean with uh, Einstein the dog? They, they uh, yeah. tested it. He tested it with a chimichanga first. It's like, like Laika the chimichanga. Hmm? First chimichanga back in time. Yeah, he's lucky. He's lucky, you know. It's a. You know why did, why did they explain why they chose a chimichanga? Yeah, because I mean, he could, obviously he couldn't use. Uh, oh no, <laughs> he couldn't use food that were from um, the the same country as the. T- who? What country were those terrorists from? Were they from Le- Lebanese? Were they Lebanese? Oh yeah, yeah. I think you're right. <laughs> he couldn't use that country's food so he had I to see. go south of the border i thought you were going to say he couldn't use 
like modern mm-hmm. food, like Dippin' Dots or something. Oh yeah. Well, that's that's. I mean, that's the that's the main food that does in fact time time travel because that's the ice cream of the future. Yeah. Or what about uh, corn? Corn seems to time travel. Like it goes right through you. It's like you didn't even eat it. Ah. Hmm. Uh, yeah. It also it also pops. Uh I don't know if that's related, but that's that's if in a microwave weird. too. Yeah, it's interesting because it's one of the food that does a verb. I guess like the, the food does a verb. Pop does a thing. Yeah. Watermelons don't water, do they? They make my mouth water. Maybe bananas are just banned nanas. Hmm. And bananas. Bananas. Ba- banana. You think I can put a? I feel like uh, you know a watermelon is enough insta- installation for the for a whole whole cutlery set. You know, forget about just the single four. I bet it get a whole. St- are you are you microwaving watermelons? Uh, I mean, you. I know you and probably a lot of people's conception is that watermelon is a great summertime food. It it yeah. you know kind of hydrates you, but you know great. what. It's kind of like popcorn when you microwave it comes becomes something different. It doesn't I pop, it, doesn't pop though. It doesn't pop. No. It implodes. Does it become something good? Is it a different good or? It's different. It's different. Okay. It's, it's I, like, you know, it's science. You never. You, it's it's you just you 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 don't expect a certain result. You just kind of go along with it. Feels like a, a hotter melon at that point. Yeah. Hey, that's a that was the main kind of uh, thing I was missing here for the marketing campaign. But I like I like that hotter melon. You know this this speaking of watermelon, you think of salt and uh, now they put sugar all over this thing. Uh, it's canceled out the sour. It's just too bland. Yeah. I think I need some salt. Can you pass me the salt to put on it? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's just over here. I know you're making that face because I'm taking the salt shaker out of the microwave. Like it doesn't belong there, but it's yeah. just, it's just where it happened to be. I don't know why it was there. Did you think like you, you could like expand the salt into rice, like popcorn kind of or something? I mean, I had a few hypotheses and, and if one of them was expansion, I'm, you know, I don't think expansion should ever be ruled out. In fact, so like when you if you put something in the microwave and you hit some time and you hit go, uh, there's like a whole roulette of possibilities to you, isn't there? Like like it can come out better, it could come out right. worse, yeah. it could it could expand, it yeah. could go back in time. Yeah. It's just a real like a I mean, it's like a reverse Pandora's box. I don't wanna I don't wanna throw yeah, and see it's a bo- Pandora's box is also a box. I don't I don't wanna go I, I could go future in time, I don't know. Oh, okay, that's the annoying one. Cause like, uh, like if you said something back in time, you immediately know. You said something in the future, you don't know how long you have to wait till you find it again. Oh, you well, the the future holds the promise of maybe you'll get the you'll get the thing back. You'll get the the chimichanga back, maybe. That's true, and it'll still be good. It'll be fresh. We cut to the ah, uh, it's it's the war room. Hey, hey, listen, 
Okay, we got troops back there. They're in the, <laughs> they're fighting hard. Okay, and they're hungry. We gotta make, we gotta, we gotta wrap these chimichangas up and get them out to them. Yeah. Uh, if only we'd wrap, we'd try to microwave those chimichangas to them five years ago. We wouldn't be in this situation. No, but you, you and I know that the. Uh, you know, military brass had some intelligence that miraculously chimichangas appeared for our our allies out on the field, and it's up to us to wrap all these chimichangas and get them to them. Oh, I see. We're we're, we're making we're we're making up now for lost times, so but for the future war that will happen. I see. Yes. Uh, well, I guess you're kind of putting it that way. Is this is this mission of wrapping these chimichangas and sending them back to back in time? I mean. Is that, does that place a due date on us, the ones with the time technology? I don't think so. That's a good point. We can do it whenever. We can send it back to the same time yeah. from any point. In fact, you know what? That Tom and Jerry marathon's on. I'd say we just kind of, uh, we get that thing, that, that, that playing up on this big screen that usually shows maps we got here in the war room. And watch some cat and mouse fun. Yeah, let me just finish wrapping this one last one. I'm going to put a okay. fork in it. <laughs> All right, that's uh, that is a good one. That fork, the fork wrapped chimichanga is the perfect weapon because you can stab your enemy's eyeballs out with it after you have a delicious time temporal snack. It's like they're trying to, you know, they're these these troops. They're in a prisoner of war camp, and we tried to send them files and cakes the old-fashioned way. It didn't work. Yeah. Time traveling yeah. chimichangas with forks gotta work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those birthday ca- birthday cakes. Now that's just a that's a symbol of for someone who can't control time because you know that's someone who just watches their life pass by, just always receiving cake after cake every year. They don't control time. That's what I, every time I eat birthday cake, I just I just I just see uh like a like a pendulum scythe. Slicing away the you know shavings yeah. of life. Yeah, I I hear what you're saying. It's like a pendulum coming down at you, like the like a the yeah. Oh, like that, that classic story, story about right. the the guy in, in prison, the the pendulum Damn. and the and the the mouse and the not the Disney movie, uh, the pendulum okay. and the the pit and the pendulum. Okay. You know what if. Yep. It would have yeah. come to me faster if it was a Tom and Jerry cartoon. You know, that's uh, that's what I'm familiar yeah. with. Real quick on my phone, I'm going to Google wow. Tom and Jerry, the pit, and the pendulum to see if there's yeah. anything. Uh, no, it's not. Hey, no spoilers. No spoilers. I, I think they're making their way towards it if I had to make my guess. I mean, that's how I learned most of my classics. Just from watching Tom and Jerry and then the... Yeah. the uh, Music, classic music soundtrack, Robin Hood, Tom and Jerry version. Yeah, I rem I remember when we were uh, when we were fighting them, uh, those uh, those guards in England with the big black hats, and we were on that mission. And you said, "Hey, you know what the English are vulnerable to? Arrows, because of Robin Hood." I remember you saying that. Yeah, the. The you know you think with modern advances they would have figured out how to protect themselves from arrows they no. haven't no nope nope the English don't know their history because you know they watch uh 
uh, that other, uh, they watch, you know, probably not Tom and Jerry, that's for sure. Uh, uh, they watch Asterix and Obelix? Yeah. That's not, you're not gonna, you're not gonna learn history from Asterisk and Obelisk. Like, that, that show is just a load of nonsense to give you the, the, the chuckles. <laughs> the, the, the right droll, as they would say. Yeah. Oh, no. I don't, I don't think the top military brass have paid their cable bill. Oh. Oh. This oh, is no. this is the saddest thing since that time oh. Tom thought Jerry was dead, but he wasn't dead. He was just yeah. faking it to make Tom show emotion. Yeah. But for a window yeah. there, it was real sad. That Jer- that Jerry, <laughs> that fool in that Jerry, the fool in Tom into thinking he's dead. Tom doesn't deserve that. He's just a guy, you know, like we've all been just a guy he's in the middle doing of a battle. A job. Yeah, he's just looking for his meal out on a battlefield like we were a little while back. Thank goodness we were sent rescued by chimichangas. If I if I enlisted in the army and they told me that I had to go up there and fight mice, and the mice turned out to be pulling pranks on me and laughing at me and just overall yeah. psychopaths, I mm-hmm. I would not have put up with it quite as well as Tom did. Mm-hmm. No. I really, uh, uh, like, Tom puts up with too much. He has every right to to destroy that mouse with complete wild abandon. Absolutely. Abandoned. Absolutely. Oh. But now I feel like, uh, you know, I gotta be, I gotta be, I gotta tell you something, the, the top brass, they were looking, they were looking for another, uh, you know, strategy for their mission, uh, coming up and, uh-oh. My plan was to just to kind of lift something out of Tom and Jerry like we did previously with that whole use an arrows piece in England. Yeah, and the trick is just getting the English to balance those apples on their heads and stand still. Ah. Yeah. Well, there has to, I mean, look, if you're going to use a tactic from Tom and Jerry, you can't ignore the comedic effect. Otherwise, it will not deploy correctly. Yeah, yeah. So which ones do you have in mind? Like a... Like a mouse trap or like some sort of Rube Goldberg machine? See, you're see, what you're saying is you're really hitting on the golden oldies of Tom and Jerry, but I feel like we've employed <laughs> all those before. Ah. Uh, and this new enemy, these uh uh you know, <laughs> these very various stoic owls we've been fighting. Who, uh, who just don't have a sense of humor. That's a whole different issue. But but those owls, I think they're they're wise to some of these these cartoon antics. Uh, yeah, I think I think they've seen everything. They've got that 360 degree. They can turn their heads all the way around. Oh, oh you you're telling me? I know they they use that to their tactical advantage with much frequency. I don't even know if we can sneak up through uh, sneak up on them using time travel. Oh jeez. Uh if only if only we get uh something maybe I I I'm not I'm not gonna look a gift horse in the mouth, but like I appreciate free chimichangas from the past, but uh oh. uh maybe maybe a weapon would be nice. Oh you you know about the the gift horse. You know you know about that. That was that was our bottom line number one fallback plan if everything else falls through. Look in the time-traveling microwave gift horse in the mouth. 
Uh, oh. But, uh, yeah. I mean, not, not literally. I'm just, like I'm just trying to de determine what the gift horse is in this context. Trojan horse. <laughs> Trojan gotcha. horse is what I was thinking. Yeah, have you seen you've seen that episode of Time and Jerry with the Trojan horse, we, right? We we give the owls. Uh, do we still use a horse? We give the owls like a wooden, uh, uh, like a kangaroo rat or something, and then they they take it into their their tree fortress, and then we mm -hmm. time travel to the inside of the hollow okay. kangaroo wooden kangaroo rat, and then we jump out and kill them. Okay. All right. Fantastic. I got I got all of that down on this whiteboard here. So all we got to do is sit in this room and wrap chimichangas until the brass come on back. Oh, man. You know, I it's going to going back into civilian life after this with my like my my hands, they've got all these scars from the the spitting oil of making chimichangas. I don't know if I'm able to integrate back into society. Nope. I don't think you will. I think it'll become a, a horrible extraterrestrial place to you, and your your psyche will 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 fall apart. Well, I hope you're wrong, but I'm afraid you're probably right. And we cut to we cut to this. Hey, uh, look, I can. I mean, I can sell you the. I can sell it. I can sell you the horse. That's that's no problem. I just noticed you didn't. You didn't like. Just you know, I'm trying to sell it, but I want you to be a just informed consumer here. I need to you look should, in the mouth. You need you need to take a look at the mouth. I mean, you got to yes. You, you got to observe what's going on there. Yes. Open the horse's mouth for me. All right. So okay, I I do. Okay, so you're kind of wearing like a blast shield over your face right now, like Luke Skywalker does when he's fighting that floating orb thing. So you, you have to actually look. You can't shield yourself I'm, from it like that. I, I'm afraid of, of what I'll see, what I'll smell. There's no turning back from yeah. this, but I, it has to be done. Oh. Yeah, there's there's definitely it's 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 a lot. And I think I I think you're up to it. So you, you can take that that blast shield off. You can you can do this. Oh, it's so bright. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh man. Okay. So now what you're feeling right now, I can see the look on your face and what you're feeling. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's the, that's the smell of your entire evolutionary heritage kind of flooding into your nostrils. That's, oh, that's a weird it. thing. Yeah. Well, it, yep. And then, okay. So you see how like the kind of colors are all changing around you, like in 2001, a space odyssey when he's, you know, at the end of the movie, when he's kind of traveling that weird tunnel of light, if I look through that door, am I going to see myself lying in a bed really old? Oh, oh, that's good. You've seen that episode of Tom and Jerry where the, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, you, you, that's what's going to be happening. Oh. Yep. Now, I don't want, I don't, well, I don't want, I don't want to sell I, you I can't horse. tell if this is the sign of a good horse or not. Yeah, like I was saying, I don't want to sell this to you under false pretenses, but that image of you as an old man that's not because of time travel reasons. That's because of bizarre horse looking in mouth reasons. Well, like uh, hallucination reasons. That's what I, should I, say. I think it. I think it's. I, I think I, this horse has got to be a winner. I mean, I, 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 I'm. I'm not dead in it. I think. I think that would be the sign of a bad horse if it showed yeah. me pictures of my own death. Yeah. I mean, you do look like a. a 
a spry older gentleman there in that bed. I'm going to be like uh, like uh, Grandpa Joe from yeah. Willy Wonka. Yeah, just... I mean, sorry, I, from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Right. Hey, I think what you mean is Tom and Jerry and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which is the yes. canonical yes. version of that. But yes. yeah, yeah, I think the 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 way that that version of you over there, he's, he the way he points, the way he's pointing at you and accusatorily, and oh yeah, I mean he, that you can see there's a lot of energy in that in that way he's pointing directly at you. Is he blaming me for buying the horse? Well, you know, uh, usually that's the sort of thing you know, kind of buyer beware. It's open to interpretation. Um, oh. But I think uh, the way that he's had that finger pointed directly at you and he's making that grimacing face, I think that's just sort of a future version of a thumbs up. I, a grimace is, I, I usually associate with uh, negative feelings, like a thumbs yeah. down. Yeah, but those are few. Uh, I, I, look, I'm just a humble horse farmer here. Live, let's, you know. <laughs> living out here on the horse farm. That's just how I see things. Can I look in the horse's ear now? Mm. Oh, well, okay. I, I guess suddenly you've... Also, you've I just wanted to thank you for giving me this gift horse. It's I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a business transaction, but if you want to think about it as a gift, that's no problem. I want to, I want to, I, I want to sell it to you. I don't want to be fooling you none sorry yes yes i it, I'm, i definitely will be giving you money for this horse but it it, it is a gift horse for yeah for, for you know future me yeah i can give you a gift receipt you know yes like, and gift like wrapping that. uh i mean i can give you gift wrapping i can give that to you yes i don't know that it could be applied to the horse in any meaningful way but oh. yes i can give it to you now if oh. listen if you're looking for uh, protection for your horse, I know we can uh, we can cover it a little bit of a little bit of aluminum to prevent any of these you know temporal hallucinogenic elements leaking out of the horse because that can be an issue. That would be, I'd be much obliged if you would do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I, I don't want to take this horse home and turn into like a. Uh, a, a, like my town into like a Lovecraftian horror show from the from the oh. visions out of this horse. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everything you just said is definitely your imagination running wild, and absolutely not some kind of premonition that's you know entering your mind vis-a-vis -vis you staring into the horse's ear hole. Well, I don't want to look. I've looked at gift horse in the mouth and now the ear hole. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to look at in in the nostril or any other orifice. Mm. So I'll, I'll take you at your word on nope. that. Yeah. Oh, that's too. That's TMI. You you don't want to be looking in the in all the horses orifices. That's an old horse farm saying. You know, or or, or orifice is a good name for a horse. Yeah. Hey. That is one of the, the you know you know you named it you gotta you gotta he's part of the family now you know what I mean you, you I I can't stand in the way of you having this horse. You're right. You're right. I, it's a 
it, it's meant to be. I, I, I should, I, I, I must have this horse, but uh, I wouldn't be doing my due diligence if I, uh, I didn't ask uh, where you got it from. Like I, I've, I, I see it's wearing a saddle still. Yeah. Well, I got, I gotta come clean on you. You, you didn't notice this, but this. Now that it's your horse, I guess I can tell you. I mean, all of that little, okay. all of that little papery frilliness and all those multicolored things you're saying, it's because this yeah. is a, it's a pinata horse. That's what you're dealing with here. Oh, how exotic! I thought, I thought you were going to look in his mouth and see the candy and realize what it was, but you, you didn't. You didn't get past the 2001: A Space Odyssey mirage. This whole. Well, if if I'd known there was a candy incentive, I might have persevered. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what? That's the way to kind of look at it. Sometimes, you know, you just end up, like, with additional food. You know, like, sometimes you're doing science, and maybe you, you, you end up with a perfectly cooked burrito. That's sort of how life works. I, you know, that's that's a great way to get through life. So many yeah. times I stop doing things because I'm bored or, or they're hard yeah. or, or, yeah. or people threaten me with legal action. Mm-hmm. But if I, if I just stop and think that yeah. if I keep doing it, there may be food, mm-hmm. then I, sh- I should just keep doing it. Yeah. You got a lot of pent-up aggression. I feel like this is the perfect match because, look, I mean, if you're, if you're looking to kind of, you know – kind of calm yourself you can always beat this horse with a stick and that that'll like you know you'll get candy at the end of that trip oh i thought you were making a beating a dead horse i forgot it was a pinata yes yes no i was not making a reference to that um to but hey if you're interested in a in a Hey, we cut to the next uh, horse farmer over. Yeah, so I got I got a horse for you too. It's but as you can see, it 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 is not it is not alive in any way. Oh, open its mouth. Let me look in its mouth. You can look in its mouth all you want, but I'll tell you, even if you buy it, I'm not going to stop beating it like I'm currently doing. Just beat the candy out of it. Oh, this. Oh, son, I, I know you've been to the uh, other horse farmer in this here town, and I'm sure he, he sold you a lot of hooey, but uh, uh, this horse here is a genuine actual horse and has got nothing but guts on the inside. Where, where are the Space Odyssey lights? I don't see Space yeah. Odyssey lights. I beat everything out of this horse, my young friend. I It is nothing but a putrid mess and pile of guts and bodily fluids now. Uh, I I can't I can't even tell that it used to be a horse. No. It's it is basically a bunch of like b- bodily fluids mashed into the concrete at this point. Looks more like glue, I suppose. Uh, oh. You know, I, I, hey. I don't think you should be allowed to raise horses. Who me? Yeah. I mean, no, no, hey, listen, I do not raise them. No, sir. By the time they're in my clutches, I assure you, they, their aging has ceased because they are about to be beaten to death. Hmm. Well, 
you make a make a good case and, I, and seeing as how I've already looked it in the mouth I I guess I'm compelled to purchase this horse from you oh hey thanks and I I appreciate that over this transaction you've you know I appreciate the uh, the the sour lemon it's real sour lemon candy that you gave to me I it's delicious you're welcome if you need some sugar to cancel it out let me oh. let me know oh you got that that Yes, that is exactly what I need because, you know, this, yeah, the Mexican candy is really just kind of a different flavor trip that I am not used to. You know, the it's sour really... cream, people think it's it's dairy, but it's actually from the sour lemons. Hmm. Yeah. Hey, I, yeah, that's, that sounds about right. I've, I've heard the pinata horse <laughs> farmer salesman kind of get into that because he knows about those things because he trips trips south of the border pretty often do you oh. have i have a uh, some preparation can i microwave this horse hey listen it's safe you can go ahead you can, not only can you do that i'll tell you exactly what happens because i have performed that experiment oh already. you're a scientist too uh-huh listen it is gonna be a whole world of bubbly fun for you. That's pretty much what you're looking forward to. Oh boy, I do like mm -hmm. bubbles. Oh yeah, it's a it's gonna be a horse of a different color with your microwave, and and I'm not just saying that because it's an advertisement for the other horse farmer who is a the, who is in the third farm on this stretch of road. Uh, well, I appreciate your candor. You know, you this this hamlet I've come to to purchase a horse from has shown such a, a plethora and, and diversity of quadrupeds mm -hmm. that uh, I, I I feel I, I must return something to the town oh. to show my thanks. Can, can well, I can I like what, what would you want? What would what would enrich your life if you had any anything in the world? Well, I tell you, there is uh, we have a, a little bit of a dispute, a little bit of a conflict. Um, some might some may call it an all-out war uh, against some owls. That uh, you know, we uh, it'd be great to have some men on the fighting line. Dirty birds. Well, I I I have quite uh, a cohort of manservants and butlers and what have you. I oh. I can I can send send them around to bolster your ranks. Hey, hey listen, I don't think you. Uh, yeah, I know you got all that candy there, but I hope you save room because I'm not quite sure how. But it sounds like they're going to be selling some chimichangas later for lunch. Ooh. Up. Well, I. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm going to stop it on. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was crazy town. That was fun though. <laughs> hey, it all made sense. It did. Very followable. Yeah. Oh man, it was guys microwaving stuff, and then it was generals in the war room, and then selling a horse. Pretty, pretty logical, <laughs> logical <laughs> development. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, the time travel horses and the the uh, also time travel horses. Time travel is a very prevalent theme. War, strife. We had, we had all the all the 
basic things that make up the human condition. Yes. Well, uh, oh, I don't. I hope it didn't make you too sad, like the Suicide Squad film. You know, time travel often can make me very sad. Yeah. Uh, this one didn't. This one it had a lot of action. Uh, had a happy ending, I think. So, and also, I, uh, you know, I, my my disgust for owls kind of helped help me through that. Yeah. Good. I'm glad we you were able to tap into something there. You know that time travel is upsetting in movies because whenever you watch it, it's always like there's always a problem with the time travel in a movie. It, it, I mean, since it's a story yeah. and whatever, it can't go right. Right. Yeah. The, the, well, yeah, there's problems with time travel, but also like, have you seen, um, I think the movie's called about time, uh, with Bill Nighy. No, it's about a, a, a boy played by Domino Gleason, who also has Margot Robbie and Rachel McAdams in it. Um, but he, he, I can't remember what, how, he turns like 21 or something. And his dad, played by Bill Nye, he comes to him and is like, oh, son, I have to tell you, uh, all the men in our family, when they turn 21, uh, they get the ability to travel through time. But basically, like, uh, specifically, like, travel through time. Not, uh, so, like, like, um, like, they can go back into their body. Like, if you go back three years, you're wherever you were three years ago. Um, and you're in your body. Like, you just rewound your time. Um, mm-hmm. um, and so like, uh, he does it to like, you know, like get, get a date and that kind of thing. And he finds like problems with it. Like, like he has like a, a baby and then he goes back in time and it's something a little differently. And when he comes back to the present, uh, like his baby's like, it's like a boy now instead of a girl. Cause like the randomness of babies, you know, he's like, Oh crap. So like once my kid's born, like I can't travel back behind that time anymore. And then, yeah. um, like his dad dies of old age. And so he's like visiting his dad, but then like he has another kid and he's like, well, I can't go back before this kid again. So I can't visit my dad anymore. And so it's like this one, like last scene where he has like his dad, cause his dad can time travel too. So his dad, whenever he visits his dad, like knows like, Oh, Hey, how are things? Keep me up to date or whatever. They're like I'm probably dead when you're where you are. It's like, yep. But so they have, there's this one time where they both know it's their last time together. And I'm just like bawling during this scene. It's, so time travel can be like, sad, is my point. Yeah. <laughs> it looks entirely like a romantic comedy based on this, based on the like the poster and I mean, art, art I think and everything. It, it, it kind of is. I think that's what it markets itself as. But I don't know. There's not enough. Like the romantic comedy part is a big aspect of it, but it's not as big, I guess, as like a romantic comedy. Like the father-son relationship, is such a big part of it that I guess it's yeah, it's more than just a rom rom-com. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, it's I very would good. Watch I recommend it. it. It sounds good, actually. You made it sound good. I think, uh, I don't know. I feel like a movie like that, they should try to market it in two ways. If they want to try to make it a romantic comedy, mm-hmm. that's fine. But they should also be like, hey, this is a time travel movie. I'd be, I'd be a nerd enough to go watch it. <laughs> that's true. I actually don't know. I think I just watched it because it was on Netflix. I don't remember like what the marketing for it was like. How they tried to, what what their selling point was. Because uh, it's like the movie The Time Traveler's Wife. It's it, I don't know. That doesn't sound like a time travel movie to me. It's, yeah, it's How about the person who's not time traveling. Otherwise, they'd just be the time traveler or time traveleress, whatever you want to genderize it, I guess. Um, I haven't seen that film, though. Yeah. What is it about? Is that the one where the guy becomes like his own mom and his own kid? Okay, no. 
Oh, I don't, I don't know, but that's a, there's a story like by his own bootstraps is that kind of story. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Maybe they might've made that into a movie. I think I was talking to someone about that Uh, on Ooze Bear, but yes. Sounds like a Twilight film. Do not, uh, yeah, it was a short story, at least that's how I'm familiar with it. Um, Hey, what's some, are you doing some more art stuff? Mm, yeah, I think we've had more sketches since the last time we talked. I have one that's in the can right now that I just haven't clicked publish on. I'm not sure. I'll probably do it pretty soon. I'm not really sure what I'm waiting for. Maybe I'll make like a thumbnail or something. But it's like a, it's a noir piece, so I might also like go back and tweak it a little more. Like I think it's in the can, but it's like maybe I should add like a film grain effect. I don't know. It's already. I mean, it is, it's in a state and it is uploaded on YouTube. It's just not public yet, so I should push publish it on it um yeah and then pretty soon uh pretty soon like in a month or so will be the second episode of um this show i've been working on called uh sideshow sports network where it's like uh, a sports commentator comedy show where we each episode we take a different sport from somewhere in the world and then we just uh it's a, it's scripted. We we sports commentate on that sport, and it's also sort of educational. There's like a, a host who doesn't tell jokes as much and actually just tells you like what the sport actually is. Um, so the episode that we're filming this weekend that should be coming up soon is about um, Castel, which is the uh, Catalonian sport of uh, a human tower building, like not like a human pyramid per se. I I think they do build human pyramids occasionally, but this is more like uh, like it's like feet on shoulders, like nobody's on their on all fours, and they go up like seven or eight stories tall, and then like a little kid has to like go up to the top and like wave their hand and then climb back down, and then have to disassemble without collapsing. And you get points on it based off of like uh, the the difficulty. It's hard to find rules for that have been translated into English, so I don't know the full details. But it's a great sport, and holy crap, uh, is it impressive when these like towers of people just collapse like it is not a safe sport it's uh, i mean i don't think it's so bad but there have been multiple deaths throughout the like you know 200 years or they've been doing it that sounds awesome it's pretty cool yeah. uh, it's a cool sport and i think that episode's pretty funny so uh i uh, keep an eye out for that i guess how do you spell that castell uh yes yeah, c-a-s-t-e and then i think uh two l's on the end Oh, all the picture, all the pictures on Google are just like a building. Oh, okay, now I'm founding. I had to put sport. In oh, there. yeah, because it literally translates to castle, uh, because the um, like the human towers they're building are, I guess, theoretically reminiscent of like castle towers. Oh, yeah. I don't know. This is this is fascinating. Well, I want to watch that. You got to send that out. You got to send <laughs> that to me. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, so the first episode came out like like. Uh, like seven months ago and this episode we were going to do like a whole human tower episode and it's like wait 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 let's just have you let me break it up into shorter episodes so uh we already have the other two mostly written so hopefully they'll be like bam 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 you'll get castell then you'll get like uh the next one is uh this japanese sport of bow taoshi which is where you have like uh japanese uh students like hold up like a pole and then other students try to knock the pole down. It's basically just like getting into this brawl. It's pretty crazy. And the last mm. one is um, the U.S. Naval Academy has a, a tradition called Herndon, 
where they have like this obelisk and the graduating freshmen, uh, well, they, they grease up the obelisk and the graduating freshmen have to somehow scale the obelisk and like replace the hat that's been put on the tip with like their own hat. Um, that one's not as sport like, but it's a, uh, they do time it and it is, uh, it is crazy to watch them do it. Huh. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Human towers are the future. Ah! <laughs> they might be. Well, hmm, I feel like, you know, we'd, we eventually we would re- replace it with robot towers because we're also heading in that direction. <laughs> anyway. Replacing robots or replacing the towers with robots? It, replacing the human towers with robot towers. Gotcha. I would, I'd still watch that. So yeah. battle bots, human tower bots. Yeah, I'm there. The more humanoid they are, the more I'm interested in the robots fighting to the yes. death. I want to see expressions of fear and pain. Whoa. That'll, that'll, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't, I wouldn't <laughs> feel that bad about robots. Well, maybe I would. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess realistically, I, I absolutely would. Uh, whenever I watch a movie or a show, I empathize with the robot the most. Uh, and oh, like in the topic of sci-fi, they always sacrifice the robot. Like uh, yeah. uh, time travel and, well, sort of time travel and robots. Uh, Interstellar felt bad for that robot. Yeah, well, those were those robots were entirely good in Interstellar, as far as I remember. That's true. They weren't even evil robots. Or... Uh, I don't know. I'm looking over at my shelf right now. I have a, I've been slowly collecting various Star Wars robot action figures, mm. and uh, I've been reading the Star Wars comic called Doctor Afra, and I have two yeah. of the droids from that, which are not good robots. They are very bad robots, but yeah. they're still cool. <laughs> I listened. I listened. To, there's a radio dramatization of uh, Doctor Afra that I listened to. Ooh. Yeah. That's made of the. Awesome. It's made up. Yeah, it's made up of the main storyline. Oh, cool. All right. Uh, all right. All now, right, now, right. now it's time for this for the storm off sign off. So, oh yeah. Unless you have anything else, did you have anything else? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Well, I want to thank you though first before <laughs> sign off. I I really appreciate it that you you got in contact with me again and you wanted to to, to improvise again and it's awesome. Um for you to come back on and I want to, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, uh, hit me up with that, that stuff. I'm one of, I want to look, those things you said were interesting, but I will not learn about them at all. And I'll learn about them from the crazy commentary you got. So, so I don't think I have that link for well, your just, stuff on that. Is that on your YouTube? Oh, so that stuff's actually on, uh, it's a channel called sideshow, uh, with a C. It's like a, one of my friends, like he's trying to make like a video platform. Um, and so I made content for him there. <laughs> so you have to make an account to watch it, which is a pain in the butt. But uh, uh, it's there. And, um, the, you know, I think, the most fun, I think. Is it the most fun streaming service on earth? Yeah. Okay. You know, it's so true. It's, that's what it says, right? Yeah. I'm on yeah. the right website. Okay. You are. All right. I'll check that out. <laughs> So uh, yeah. I'm just going to go, I, I, I just want to stick my head in the microwave because either I'm going to go back in time before I did this, I want to do it, or Whoa. my head and I'll die. And either way, uh. I won't remember having done this. 
you know, it's just, it's just, it's, it's, I, you think when I stormed off last time, I would have learned my lesson, but the, the human brain, it just, it has a way of making you forget super traumatic stuff. So I think I forgot. Well, I guess it makes me optimistic. I'll forget this too, but it's not going to be soon enough. It's just every, every time, every, when am I going to learn, Steve? When am I going to learn? I'm just, you know, just buy, just buy, buy. Ah, uh, uh, wow.